Well, good afternoon, everybody. It's a dog with you on a Monday. It's the 10th of December, 2018. Hard to believe we're, what, two weeks away today from Santa Claus starting to come our way. It's pretty amazing, isn't it, Christmas Eve in two weeks? Well, a good friend, I haven't seen him forever, but he's in the house today. And, you know, we talk about book tours. I didn't realize he was on Josh's show last week, but I'm glad to have him on my show uh, he is the acting Seneca County manager. Mitch Rowe is in the house. We're going to talk to him and talk about sports and a whole lot more here on the Weber Show. Stay tuned. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, it's good to have you alongside. I'm excited because Mitch is my guest today, and then next week, John Lamana, and then I'm off for two weeks because, God, my money's fall on a Christmas Eve and a New Year's Eve, so it couldn't be better. Well, first off, a uh, guy who I used to see quite a bit when he was here as the uh, county manager at the Board of Supervisors level, and he went away and did some other stuff. Mitch Rowe is in the house. Mitch, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me, dog. I appreciate it, and... Um, we're going to get to Mitch in just one minute. We want to send a, a big uh, congratulatory message from Weber uh, this week because, you know, last week we had Kevin Bostrom on. Uh, Kevin, of course, the owner of the Bostrom Farm Meats out in uh, Stanley, New York, on 5 and 20, heading to Canandaigua. And uh, he made a little deal with his company that he was going to give away a country ham, depending on your likes and shares, which we heard there was a phenomenal amount of likes and shares for this show. We thank the people that participated and also your wonderful comments. Uh, Kevin was a great guest, but he put the likes and shares and he was going to draw a name today. Well, John, one of the owners, called me about an hour and a half ago and we are ready to announce that winner. I should have had uh, Zach got a little drum roll. The winner of the country ham, thanks to the Bostrom Farms, is Mary D. Porter. Mary D. Porter, Clifton Springs, New York. Congratulations from the Bostrom Farms and Weber this week. You got to stop over and get yourself your country ham for the holidays. So, congratulations, Mary D. Porter. And later on during the show, after our commercials, during our commercials, we'll be showing uh, Kevin's Bostrom's wonderful logo. And then we're going to get some information regarding his company and because they've agreed to come on as a sponsor starting in 2019. Well, back to Mitch. It's good to have you alongside. You getting excited for the holidays, the family as well? Or is it getting excited, but haven't really gotten started yet? Um, <laughs> but uh, as you indicated, we got a couple weeks yet. So. Oh, I know you do. You got yeah. yeah. So you want these guys that run around the last couple of days and uh, put the charge on? <laughs> Waterloo Premium Outlet Mall comes in handy uh, for sure, no doubt. That's right. Well, Mitch, uh, for our viewers that may have missed Josh's show last week, talk a little bit about when you were here, how long you were here as our manager, county manager, and, and what you did when you were away, and bring us up to speed. My, uh, my time in Seneca County began uh, July 2nd, 2008. I had uh, left a position with the town of Ronequite in mm -hmm. uh, Monroe County. Mm -hmm. and came here initially as the director of planning and community development for the county. And after three and a half years of holding that position, uh, if you remember Suzanne Sinclair. Oh, sure. Suzanne was the county manager that um, I had interviewed with when I mm -hmm. uh, first joined the county employment in 08. And then 
Suzanne um, announced that she was going to be leaving. I threw my hat in the ring for county manager, and through a couple of rounds of interviews, I ultimately was selected by the board and took the county manager's position January 1st, 2012, mm. held the position for two years, um, moved to Seneca Falls when I became the county manager, bought a home on East Baird Street. Mm -hmm. um, my wife supported my career move to become the county manager, but she said, I'm not moving. She works for City of Rochester, our family's there. So for those two years, I lived here in Seneca Falls. My wife lived in Rochester, we made it work. And in uh, late 13 into early 14, frankly, an unexpected opportunity presented itself for me to go back to work for the City of Rochester where I had worked for almost 25 years. I was a casualty of an administration change in uh, 2005. Uh, Bob Duffy had run for mayor after a career as police chief. I had supported another candidate and um, there's a saying to the victor goes the spoils. And so um, I left the city, went to Tonoronaque for a couple of years, didn't feel it was a good fit for me. And so I came to Seneca County and to kind of fast forward, um, then Mayor-elect Warren had reached out to me and had asked me if I would like to come back and be the director of planning and zoning for the city of Rochester. I felt bad. Uh, about the prospect of leaving. I honestly thought I'd finished my career here in Seneca County. Um, but it but basically came down to how do, how do I tell my wife I won't come home. And so um, I lived with a, more than a little bit of regret after leaving in 14 and going back. In all honesty, things didn't really work out the way I thought they were going to, going back to Rochester, although I ultimately had uh, 37 years of service, not as many as you had at Goulds, but close. And so earlier this year, I retired. During the four, almost four years that I left Seneca County in 14, I continued to follow affairs here, watching your show, fingerlakes1.com, Finger Lakes Times Online. And I became aware in August that John Shepard had announced that he was uh, resigning. I had talked to a couple supervisors informally and came down in uh, late August and met with a less than a quorum. We didn't violate any open meetings laws, met with less than a quorum of the board and talked about my coming back on an interim or an acting basis. It ended up being acting by board resolution. A couple of things that were going on that um, were important in terms of timing. Um, it was a need to develop a county budget for 2019. Maybe we'll talk about the budget a little bit. Um, the county was in the midst of a rather critical audit of the county's finances, and the south end of the county had seen a what hopefully is a once-in-a-lifetime storm in the south end of the county, and the county's emergency manager had left before that. So Coming back felt like the right thing to do. I had actually gone to work after I retired in April. I had gone to work for Landmark Society of Western New York, and I know I watched your show with Emil mm -hmm. uh, maybe last week or two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, I have since proffered my resignation from the Landmark Society to, to be solely focused on Seneca County. So 
I will no longer have to live with the regret of having left because I feel like I've come back at an important time and I'm not going to sit here and tell you I do everything right. Mm -hmm. I make mistakes, but um, it's it's felt really good to be back. Um, I, I'm not um, a candidate for permanent appointment. I'm just at that point in my career. So I'm really hopeful that, um, that the county will um, identify a really good person to come in and take the helm of the day-to-day -day operations um, for the long term. As far as your ability to stay here in the, until that happens, is it open-ended for you to stay for a while, de determining how long it's going to take them to bring a new person in? A couple things. There, uh, as a, as a uh, pension recipient, there um, mm. there's a dollar amount that you can make within a calendar year without Right. having to rescind and or jeopardize your pension. So that's one of the things that I'm looking at. The board has started a recruitment effort. They've solicited applications. And at the November 27th um, meeting of the board, which was committees, not full board, Chairman Bob Shipley did appoint a committee of three supervisors, Lee Davidson, Cindy Garlic, Lorenzetti, and Don Trout to lead the recruitment effort, not only for county manager, a couple other things that are going on is um, longtime county attorney Frank Fisher mm -hmm. is retiring effective January 8th. Uh, Kathy Corona, personnel director who succeeded Frank Sinecropi when I was here before, is retiring in March. Roy Gates, 43-year employee of County Highway Department, just retired, so there are um, it's a serious period of transition uh, for the county, so the, the board is actively considering applicants at the moment for county manager and county attorney. And I could, as a practical matter, absent a request, there are waivers that are granted. Mostly those go to law enforcement, not to <laughs> mortal civilians. But um, as a practical matter, absent uh, rescinding my pension, or some kind of a waiver in that regard, I could stay till the middle of April of 19. Well, that's important. And, you know, um, just thinking about this, as you think about the attributes and the, the background of a good county manager, I know you've done a good job, and when you were here Thank before, you. now you're back, and I've heard nothing but good things. Um, in a nutshell, what areas of uh, abilities would a woman or a man need to possess to come in, based on what you're seeing right now at the county level? One of the important things, and I, um, this was one of the questions that the board asked me in 2011 when I was a candidate for county manager before, and I think is relevant now, is that with a board of supervisors form of government, our 14-member county board, they set the policy, they set the direction, and then from the county manager to the department heads down to the rank and file uh, employees, it's our job to implement the policy and the direction that they give us. And so I think, um, you know, on, on the one hand, you got 14 bosses as a county manager. Um, on the other hand, the board acts collectively as a body. And so when those votes are cast, whether they're unanimous or they're mixed, um, it's your job to implement that policy. And so I think um, from a leadership perspective, that's an important thing to understand. A um, couple other things that I think are important is, and I, you know, when I left the uh, city of Rochester at the end of 05, not by choice, 
um, a lot of private sector managers were brought into the city of Rochester. And the reason I mention that is the public sector is very different than the private sector. You deal with unions, mm -hmm. you deal in the county's instances, you deal with mandates from the state that you have no choice in delivering those services. And so I think um, on paper you could be have great private sector experience, but I do think public sector leadership experience is really important in, in a position like county manager. I, I started in 1981, frontline, um, went to school at night and kind of worked my way up. And so I think that the public sector experience is, is really important and it's very different than, than the business world. And I notice, uh, speaking of what the, the board is dealing with, I couldn't help but notice uh, my good friend Barry Porsche just getting elected as judge, kicking off his tenure starting in January. Is that correct? Yeah, January takes off, right? When yeah, hey, um, there are two ways of saying it. Yeah. takes the bench or puts on the robe. I exactly. have a lot of friends from Rochester and Monroe County. I've worked on some judicial campaigns over the years, so I playfully yeah. refer to it to putting the robe on. So, But in defense, the board is now dealing with having some getting some district attorney help in there because of the fact that Barry won't be wearing those hats anymore. So Barry came to right. the uh to the board, to the Public Safety Committee on the 27th and talked about um, a couple things, that he made a commitment when he ran for office that he would handle the appeals rather than hiring those out and saving the taxpayers money, and he's honored that. Um, he also uh, talked in addition to the appellate work that he had done about with his leaving and presumably first assistant Mark Sinkowitz moving up that that would be another vacancy. So um, he started that conversation with the board on the 27th. Tomorrow is the monthly board meeting, and I talked a little bit um, with Josh last week about the vacancy committee, which is a subcommittee of the board that looks at when positions are open, is it appropriate to fill them? What are the budget implications? Is the work demand still there for the position? So tomorrow Mark's going to come in and talk with the vacancy committee about to, to follow up on the conversation Barry had about filling uh, those positions and what the budget implications are. We're also going to vote tomorrow night. We, the board's going to vote tomorrow night on the 2019 budget. Uh, there'll be a public hearing. Um, there was one amendment, Frank Sinecropi, now elected county treasurer. Sinecropi talked about a few things that he needed to add to the budget that he wasn't totally aware of at the time that we filed the budget with the board initially earlier last month. You know, you sent me a couple of notes that we could chew on, and one of the notes was a 318 quarter, which, of course, as you know, because you came back to the area, uh, it's got a lot of possibilities. Uh, I visualize, I don't know what my age, I'm 73 and a half, but it'd be nice to see someday where you have a host of restaurants on 318, a mm -hmm. couple of hotels maybe, different opportunities, because as you know, that's a uh, Phenomenal down to the to the mall coming this way to Del Lago, a lot of opportunities. Um, I know uh, you, you know there's a lot of things with sewer district and all those kinds of things. Do you see that as something that's going to develop on 318 quicker than most people think it will happen, or is it something that we're looking down the road a bit? A couple things. When I was here before, I had written. A grant to the state of New York to start the initial design work to develop this 318 sewer, sewer cor cor corridor. A couple of things um, 
town of Junius has a plant that supports the Waterloo Outlet Mall, one of the biggest drivers of sales tax revenue for this county. Um, and we were sensing then, and it's coming to, to, to hold true, that that plant, um, we thought a few years ago and now are realizing it's reaching the end of its useful life. And so between the Waterloo Premium Outlet Mall, Petro, and now Del Lago Casino and Resort, that um, no disrespect to any of the other, you know, to the to the wineries and the tour, tourism industry, which is very important, and to the other businesses we have. But that 318-414 corridor, in terms of sales tax revenue, hotel motel tax revenue, and general development, is critical to Seneca County. And I think um, that this this implementation of this 318-414 sewer line getting it fully up and running is is critical. Um, there are matters pending before the Town of Seneca Falls, Town of Tyre, Town of Junius, and the Seneca County Board of Supervisors through a multi-party intermunicipal agreement. Seneca Falls Town Board did vote 5-0 recently to allow Town Supervisor Lazaro to sign. Tyre and Junius, their boards have not voted yet in the Town of uh, the County Board of Supervisors has tabled their vote. There's a really important meeting tomorrow between all the parties. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Del Lago's looking at um, another hotel, mm -hmm. which needs this 318 sewer corridor. Um, as I mentioned, the, the town system that supports the outlet mall um, doesn't have much life left in it, as I understand it. And so, it's really important to get this intermunicipal agreement done to support a what we have there now but more importantly to support to your point future growth in the corridor and I think closing the deal on this sewer agreement between the towns and the villages how the district's gonna run who's gonna handle the flow which ultimately as it's conceived would be town of Seneca Falls which has the capacity to do it um, my gut tells me that there's some development waiting in the wings, waiting to see this deal closed between the three towns and the county. And so I'm going to do everything in my power to um, help resolve any questions that any of the municipalities have and uh, to make sure there's ink in the pen to uh, execute those agreements. Mitch Rose, my guest today, and uh, we may go a few minutes past 3.30 because i got a couple other topics I want to talk to Mitch about. But first, we got to pay homage to the people that make this show possible in the first place. I've been blessed, as I was telling people just the other day, I was telling Mitch, I've been blessed to have so many sponsors for so many years. So many sponsors have been with me back in the radio days and, the, and now the Internet show for over 30-some years straight. Okay, folks, we got to send out some love to those great sponsors. Let's play those sponsor role, my friend. everyone. 2,000 slot machines and 99 gaming tables. The Vine, featuring top national music and comedy acts. The Dining Options. The Great Portico by Fabio Viviani. The Farmer's Market Buffet, the Social Cafe and Bar. And the 14,000 square foot European style spa Del Lago offers massages, body treatments, and facials 
plus a full-service salon. Visit DelLongoResort.com for more information. Cayuga Lake National Bank, offices in Union Springs and Aurora, a fine sponsor of this show for over 30 years. DA Liquor on Bridge Street in Seneca Falls. Amy Padula and her team will find the right spirit for you every time. When you stop in, tell Amy the dog sent you. The Omen Theater on William Street and Lyons. See what's playing this week at omentheater.com. Located off New York State Thruway Exit 41, the McGee Diner has earned their reputation as a popular family restaurant, serving country-fresh home-cooked meals daily. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and check out their menu at mcgeediner.com. The Child Advocacy Center of the Finger Lakes is a child-friendly location where allegations of physical or sexual abuse are responded to by a multidisciplinary team of professionals. The team works together to conduct a thorough investigation and to provide necessary support services to children and their non-offending caregivers with a goal of minimizing further trauma to a child. Seneca Metals is an award-winning company that has earned a reputation of going above and beyond to protect the environment and support their community. As an EPA inspector once said, their operation is head and shoulders above the rest. And the Newark Pilots of the Perfect Game Collegiate Baseball League, a minor league team with a major league ballpark. Season ticket packages available at NewarkPilots.com. And the Wilson Press and Seneca Balls. My good pal Rich Ricky and his team can handle all of your printing and mailing needs. Visit them online at wpress.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's a dog with you along with Mitch Rowe here on the show. It's hard to believe, 323. We'll probably go a couple minutes past the 330 hour. We want to throw up that logo for me, if you would. You know, we're happy to bring on a brand new sponsor of the Weber Show. They're going to kick off on uh, January 1st as an official sponsor, but I wanted to send some love their way. It's the Bostrom Farms. That's located in Stanley, New York on 5 and 20. As you head out toward Canandaigua, past the landfill out there, it's on the right-hand side. Uh, Kevin and his team uh, and the management group, uh, Kevin was on last week, did a great job. And we really appreciate them coming on as a sponsor. We always like to say thank you to our sponsors more often than I can think of because they really, without them, we wouldn't be able to do a talk show. So thank you, Kevin, and thank you to Bostrom Farms. By the way, if you missed it at the beginning of the show today, uh, Bostrom Farms is very generous. Uh, they're given, they gave away a country ham for Christmas, uh, for the holidays, and all you had to do is like and share my show with Kevin last week, and we had a phenomenal turnout with likes and shares and a lot of commentaries on it. The winner was drawn this afternoon. John called me, and I believe John is one of the owners, and the winner is Mary D. Porter. Mary lives in Clifton Springs, New York, so congratulations, Mary D. Porter. If anybody watching my show and knows a Mary D. Porter in Clifton Springs, give her a call and congratulate her and tell her to get over to Bostrom Farms and pick up that wonderful country ham. Well, let's go back to uh, Mitch as we uh, go a couple minutes past the 3.30 hour. Uh, Mitch, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, Nick Ciotti's a good friend of both of ours. I've uh, known Nick many, many years. Uh, 
it's hard for him to get him out of that role. He's still involved doing some stuff on the financial side of it. Yes, he is. Um, around the time that the board invited me to come back on an interim basis as acting county manager, they asked Nick to come back under a professional services agreement to provide some assistance to the county finance department. When I was with the county before, both as planning director and then county manager, Nick was the elected county treasurer, and in the way things were set up then, the bulk of the financial activities happened mm. with Nick and the, and the office of the county treasurer. There was a public referendum vote, as I understand it, a couple years ago to restructure the office of the county treasurer and to create a new centralized uh, finance department with the county, which did happen. And in part related to some of the issues raised with the audit and with a vacancy in the directorship of the county finance department. And oh, by the way, a woman named Haley Stevens was hired by the board in October. Soft to a fabulous start. I've been so impressed with her hitting the ground running and with her um, picking up the intricacies and the particulars here in, in Seneca County. She was with Ontario County working in finance, as, uh, but not as a director. So she stepped up and she's doing great. And Nick has been really, really helpful in, in terms of institutional knowledge here at Seneca County, his general financial expertise. Um, it's been part-time, you know, a few days a week. Um, he's not golfing too much these days, <laughs> but uh, I know he will be again soon. Sure. But he has... Um, he has just been a great help in um, this transition period in leadership at the county, and I know um, his heart's in it. It's not about you know a paycheck or you know a consulting contract. He's his heart um, is here, and he's been great. Well, you know, I, I got to um, I got to tell you, I always like Nick, and I, I think about a, you know Seneca County. You know, Senate County Board of Supervisors and all the employees that work up there in those offices. I've had the opportunity to go through several of them. Um, I think we don't show enough love to those people that, you know, are down in the ranks, whether they're uh, a, be a beginner regarding getting their job, you know, maybe at a lower level pay. But it takes everybody, as you know, to make it happen. And I think you coming on today and sending some love and praise to these employees and wherever department they're working in that. Without them, it'd make your job much more difficult and the people that are reporting up to you as well. So I think we lose sight of that sometimes, and I appreciate you bringing that up because it really does take an army to win. You know, It absolutely does. And, you know, Josh and I were talking last week, one of the challenges that a county like Seneca has had over the years is um, retaining good employees, you know, who maybe have an opportunity to go to another county that might pay a little bit more. And I mentioned that. The board in the last couple of years has been negotiating um, higher cost of living increases through the bargaining agreements and then passing that on to management and looking at upgrading staff doing maybe a little more than they used to do um, in part to recognize the good work that's being done but also to get at the retention issue and I think this board right now uh, of the 14 members I was thinking about it preparing to come on your show in terms of what's different then to now uh, nine of the 14 members were on the board when i was here before five that w that were not but i do sincerely believe that 
this group of 14 appreciates the work that the county employees day-to-day -day do and are looking obviously you have to balance not raising taxes and being fiscally responsible um, with with taxpayer money and the like but I do think that this group of 14 has been very mindful of respecting the work that the county employees at all levels are doing and trying to balance that fiscal responsibility with compensation that's not only appropriate for the work being done but with an eye towards retaining good workers who might otherwise pursue another opportunity and, and it's an intangible also and if, if you feel like you're part of a team and your work is valued I think you know some people might be willing to work for a little less in that kind of an environment than mm -hmm. if it was just about the paycheck. I can't let you go until I bring up an issue. I know we're at 3.30. We'll spend a few extra minutes with Mitch, and we got to talk about some upcoming guests before we wrap up the year. Way back when, Ted Young went to the board. You may have been there as the manager at the time. Talking about revenue tax sharing with the, the, the villages and the towns and the hamlets of Seneca County. And Ted, to his credit, I haven't seen him in a while. You see him at the McGee, McGee Diner. And every so often, every several months, you'd see an article in the paper about the board is looking at it or thinking about it or discussing it. And then I heard from the board level, a couple of my members of friends, close friends of mine that are on your on the board, saying that if it was ever approved, we'd be talking about giving Seneca Falls twenty-three dollars to $28,000 a year, whatever number. It wasn't a huge number. Can you give us any update? Is that still something that's being discussed? Is that something that is think in your mind will ever get accomplished or is that something we're just going to hold back and wait because it's been a topic that's been brought up a lot I know a couple of thoughts okay. um, Bob Heisen uh, two weeks ago had asked me to run a 10-year tab of the county sales tax share and I ran the numbers in in 2007 Seneca County was bringing in the county it's eight percent so the state gets four percent the county gets four percent in 2007, the county was taking in about $16 million a year. Last year and this year, we're on track that the county will take in $25 million, mm. where just over a decade ago it was $16 million. Mm. And there was some talk. There's a couple things where you get into the sharing with the towns and the villages, and mm. it's also not unique to Seneca County. I think it was just after I left to go back to Rochester 14 when Mayor Young came in to talk about sharing the sales tax revenue and then more recently there was some talk while I was away with the Del Lago gaming revenue which mm -hmm. is significant mm -hmm. two and a half million a year to the county about sharing that and I will tell you this and this is timely with the board considering and likely voting tomorrow night on the 2019 budget if it wasn't for the sales tax revenue that the county gets and the gaming revenue that the county gets from Del Lago we would be raising county taxes. We are not raising county taxes this year. They were not raised in any substantial way last year. And if the county, you could argue that the county ought to share a piece of the sales tax revenue with the towns and villages or the gaming revenue. If that happened and the county gave up some of that revenue, they would otherwise have to raise taxes. So, and so I don't want to call it a shell game. But if the county gave up that revenue, they would otherwise have to raise taxes. Mm. And so I think with the outlet mall and Del Lago and all the wineries, and you have a throughway rest stop out on the throughway and Petro, 
The sales tax is so important to Seneca County as a level of government that as a result, you don't have to raise county taxes. So I could see both sides to, to sharing, but if the county shared, they'd otherwise have to raise taxes. So at the, end of the, at the end of the day, town, village, school tax, county, if the county shared, they'd have to raise your taxes, mm. and, and it would all kind of come out in the wash. And I think people should be thrilled that their county taxes are not being raised. I agree. Well, Mitch, you've been a great guest. I'm Thanks going to wrap up with a couple of comments. Uh, we'll be back to him to close out the show in a couple of minutes. Before we sign off, I want to run through Zach a couple of things for you folks to understand. Uh, upcoming guests, just so you know, uh, we have one more guest this year for my show, and it's John Lamana, who's an outstanding local entertainer. He's in the same vein as our friend Nate Michaels, who's been on my program, I'd say, three to four times, but we've never had John Lamana on. John is an outstanding guitar player. He also has a great voice. Young guy is going to be here next week. Now, please note, next week, the Weber Show will be airing at 2.30 because he has a commitment, and I said I would move up my show a half an hour to accommodate him. 2.30 next Monday, John Lamont is expected here. He will sing a couple of songs. So that would be kind of a neat nice. way to get moving on toward Christmas holidays. Just so you know, after next week, I won't be doing any more of the Weber shows until 2019. Mike Wood will be my first guest next year. Mike, of course, just getting the job as the coach of the Watertown Rapids of the Perfect Game Collegiate Baseball League. So he's a local Seneca Falls boy. He'll be here on the 7th. Uh, we're looking at the 21st of January for you folks. have been driving me nuts about when are you going to get Mark Giuliano on, the head man at DeLago? You've gotten all of his executives on here, but how about the big guy? Well, the big guys confirmed to me that unless something changes, he'll be here on the 21st of January. Mark Giuliano, looking forward to that. He's got a phenomenal experience, and they understand he's doing a great job as leading our effort at DeLago. So, Folks, have a great week, everybody. Once again, congratulations goes out to that winner of that wonderful ham today, baby, Mary D. Porter out of Clifton Springs. For Mitch Rowe, along with my producer, Zach, this is the dog bidding you farewell. Enjoy your week, everybody.